The chase is on. So the points keep flowing. Oh, what a play. I need to see from a different angle. Can you believe that? It's the Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast with Nick Callum and Riley. Here we are, two weeks away from round one of the 2024 NRL season. And of course, two weeks away from having your NRL fantasy teams finalized and ready to rock and roll. That's why you're here. Three Blokes NRL Fantasy Podcast. Nick Callum and Riley, we're going to recap our week one challenge, preseason challenge, and then talk about the remaining uh, two teams that we haven't discussed yet and also have a look at week two of the preseason challenge. Lads, how are we? We feeling confident with our finalized fantasy teams or not just yet? My team's changed about 10 times this afternoon from the team list for the preseason challenge. So no, not confident at all. I'm confident, mate, as always, as you know. It's going to be an interesting year, interesting season. And uh, let's dive right into it. Cal, let's... um. We're going to go to you to kind of recap what happened with the preseason challenge week one last week. Yeah, so last week on the potty, we just quickly mentioned players that we were uh, keen to keep an eye on. Um, and I'm just going going to go through each game of players that did reasonably well. Um, and then we'll probably talk about most of them later anyway. But for the first game, it was Bulldogs versus Storm. Bronson Zeri on his return scored 42 points with a try. Drew Hutchison's playing at halfback got 28 points. Sam Hughes, 31 points. Pretty much penciled him into your emergencies right now. Jacob Preston, 34 points. Jamin Salmon, one that I wasn't expecting, actually surprised me. 38 points. He was very good. And uh, sneak preview, he's going to be mentioned later in the potty. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, of course, 31 points with a try. Um, looked pretty good as well with his return from his injury. Moving on to the Knights versus Sharks game. Dylan Lucas scored 48 points with two tries. Um, David Armstrong also scored two tries. That's an, one of those players that's battling for the wing spot. Uh, he scored 54 points. And then the ever-reliable Cameron McInnes scored 36 points, um, pretty much from roughly about the same minute. So one to watch again this weekend. Uh, Roosters versus Manly. Teddy scored 49. Sam Walker, 45 with a try. Satili Tupanua on that edge scored 36, but that was with a try. Uh, Tara May got 46 points. Uh, Angus Crichton got 36 points. Um, so they were they were pretty much the only players from that one. Um, Eels versus Raiders. Bailey Simonston, 47 points. That included a try. Sean Russell, 40, included a try. Both playing this weekend as well, so we'll talk about them later. Kamal Talagi, 57 points. Looked really, really good. Uh, Ryan Madison, 41 points. Another player who was out there going a, a pretty much a point per minute. He was uh, quite impressive as well. James Schiller, 58 points with a try. Very good. Um, K.O. Weeks, 33 points with a try as well. So you can pencil him in now as well to your team. Uh, Raiders versus Dragons, one player for me really to look at here, Cameron Murray. Um, we'll talk about Kyle Flanagan later um, and a couple of those other Dragons players. But really, Cameron Murray, uh, Tavita Tatola did a ride as well. Um, Warriors versus Tigers. Ali Leotau, the bloke I spoke about last week in the centres, got 35 points. Roger Torvasa-Shek, 29 points. And Alex Seifarth only got 30 points, and that was with a try. Uh, the last two games were the Cowboys versus Broncos. You had Kulikapu Fenefawiaki. He scored 52 points on an edge with a try. 
Uh, Reese Walsh got 44 points with a try, and Brennan Piacora, 49 points with two tries, although he's picked up an injury, so we'll have to talk about him later on. Um, Dolphins versus Titans, the final two players I had were just Heavy Farmworth, who got 53 points with a try, and Ewan Aiken, 39 points. That is it. Good stuff. And now we're looking at our week two preseason challenge, of course, starting what day is it next or this week coming up? Uh, starts on Thursday, Thursday, the 22nd. Oh, sorry. No, Friday. I'm thinking of last week. My no apology. games Thursday. Yeah. Friday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Beauty. Uh, don't forget we are available on social media for any questions or queries about your team or individual players. Just reach out to us. I know a lot of people have started doing that already. Uh, shout out to Callum and Nick for getting on top of that on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us just search in the uh, bar three blokes NRL fantasy podcast on Facebook and three blokes NRL fantasy on Insta. Good stuff. Uh, of course, throughout the, uh, third season of the potty this year, we've been talking about individual teams and the players in those teams and potential ones to bring into your team that we have two remaining. And we're going to discuss both of them in this episode. Let's start off with the Roosters. Nick, what do you think of their buy rounds going into 2024? Mate, it's uh, it's not really ideal, actually, for overall or head-to-head. Um, however, you know, they don't have a buy till round 14. So you can afford to start with these guys and then probably move them on around the middle of the season um, as they move into origin or, you know, if they've made their money, depending on what player they are. But yeah, so not really, not really good to have many roosters, I guess, moving into the later half of the season, I think, unless they're a out and out gun. Well, let's start about one of those guns. We thought he was going to be a gun last year, but I think a couple of injuries Gave our coaches headaches and he just didn't really perform for us. Brandon Smith, Nick, um, what do you think of him going into 2024 season? Um, yeah, I had him in my team quite a bit this preseason, but I'm not actually convinced um, that he's going to make us money this year. Again, he might be a little bit of a trap, but if we talk about the reasons why he might be a good option this year, uh, he's only got a break-even of 39 at 540K. He's got the hooker and the mid, which is always handy. Um, there's no Turpin there this year on the bench playing hooker. Uh, so it looks like Brandon Smith's going to be the starting number nine. The issue is Connor Watson is not injured this year. He's on the bench most likely at 14. We're not really sure if Connor Watson's going to be playing hooker when he comes on or if he's going to play lock uh, or maybe comes on and Brandon Smith goes to lock for a bit. We're quite unsure there as to what happens. Obviously, Brandon Smith didn't play in a trial last week. He was in the All-Stars game, so he didn't really find out too much information. And they're not playing this week because they're already on the plane to Vegas. Mm. So it'll be interesting. I... I don't mind if you do pick him up because a lot of people will. I just think if you can fit someone, like if you're looking to put in a hooker, I think one of the top hookers is probably a much safer option than Brandon Smith because he is very likely to just average in those low 40s or mid 40s again. And, you know, that's only six points of value there. So he's not really going to make any money and he's not going to be a gun. 
So then there's probably no point having him in your team. Uh, so, yeah, I'm trying to look at ways to get him out of my team uh, this afternoon. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with him. Well said. Cal, do you think James Tedesco, Teddy, do you think he's a steal at the moment and probably one that's a bit cheaper as one of the big stars going into this season? Yeah, possibly. Um, he's priced a lot lower than what he has been other years, um, pretty much because he only averaged 48 last year. Um, he's obviously at 670K. Um, but last year was the first time he hasn't averaged above 50 since 2014 in a season. So he's had a very good track record, uh, Teddy, scoring above 50 and just doing the job for us um, each week. But unfortunately, last year he just dropped down. Um, he averaged 54 in um, 2022, so he can easily bounce back to it. Last year, I just felt like he was trying to do too much for the team, uh, just with the injuries that they had, uh, new spine and new players joining different connections. He was just trying to do a bit too much, I think. So I think he's got the potential this year, obviously, to bounce back um, and also potentially make some money for us. Um, so I, I think he will be a good option probably at some point of the season, maybe after Origin, but then also they've got that buy in round 23. So I suppose the time to get him would probably maybe even be before they were round 14. By, um, but at some point, whenever he drops... In price because normally he starts slow. The roosters start slow. Um, he might drop a little bit, and then you can jump on because he will be a gun probably at some point throughout the season. We just don't know when. Um, so one not to start with, but one to keep an eye on and probably purchase throughout the season if you can. How could that uh, be said about uh, Angus Crichton as well? Yeah, um, Angus Crichton. We're hoping he's going to start on the edge because whenever he starts on the edge, he's he's a gun. Um, in 22, he started on the edge. He averaged 53 from 75. And in 2021, he averaged 58 from 74 minutes. So that year, I think he was the top gun edge forward to have in your team. Wow. Also had the duel at that point. So that was really nice for us. Um, but last year, he pretty much only played off the bench, played a little bit in the edge and also the middle. Um, but as a result of that, he's dropped down to 501k. He's got a break even of 36 um, he just needs to get a starting spot to be relevant, but I just don't know if that will happen. He's also, I'm pretty sure from all reports, he's probably going to go to rugby next year. I don't know if that's been confirmed as of yet, but um, it looks like he might be moving away from the club, so they might give him less minutes as a result of that. But if he can get a starting spot, he's got the um, PPM and the ability to be an absolute beast for us and pump out great scores each each week. We just need him to get that role. And unfortunately, at the moment, they've got a lot of forwards battling for one position and he might miss out. Um, but if he is named, uh, you should definitely consider him. Nick, what are we doing with Joey Manu this year? Because as I'm, as I can recall, he's uh, been a player that pretty much every coach had in their team at least once or twice last year. Is that happening again this year though? Yeah, well, He's got a deal with French rugby. Is that correct? I think he signed that. Um, so it's it'll be interesting to see how Joseph Manu fits into the team this year. Obviously, he's one of their best players for sure. So he's going to have to play, I think, uh, if the Roosters uh, want to try and win the premiership. So uh, I'll I'll see where they're, where they're going to be playing him. I think, obviously, centre is going to be where they're going to be putting him. 
Uh, he, he's very highly priced, 639K, 46 break even. I think you don't touch that at the start of the season, even though they don't have a buy until round 14. Uh, it'll be tricky, though, over that origin period. Maybe after round 14, you could pick him up potentially, uh, especially with Tedesco. If Tedesco does make origin, uh, you might consider picking him up around then. If he if he drops down in price, especially, he seems to be really good in that middle of the season. And if Roosters are going well, he's probably going to jump up his attacking stats with some more tries or try assists. So I think Manu is someone you should stay away from at the start of the season, though. He's probably too expensive for that center uh, spot, which we've talked about before, trying to go cheaper in that uh, center spot. On the app, they've got him as a dual position for centre and wing fullback. Will that yep. stay throughout the year? or? Yeah, that'll stay now, yeah. So that can't be taken away. So, yeah, he ha- it is nice with the dual, uh, although there, there are a lot of wing fullbacks that are probably going to be guns this year. I can probably see about five or six guys being above Manu as a, as a keeper-level wing fullback, maybe even more, probably like up to 10. So uh, it'll just be that centre that you're really looking to play him in and uh, – yeah, just you want to go cheap uh, in the centers if you can at the start of the season. Uh, let's stick with you, Nick, and go with Joseph Suwali'i. Mm, yes. There's another interesting player here. He is leaving to go to Rugby Australia after this season, I believe. So he is, he's someone who could quite easily miss out on the team if if Trent Robertson decides to go that way. Although I, I still think he's clearly in our best uh, 13 on the mm. field. So uh, I think they'll be playing him. Well, we're not sure. He could be center. He could be wing. Uh, I don't think it really matters though for fantasy wise. I think again, you don't touch him at the start of the year, 518k break, even of 37. Uh, he would have the jewel as well. I would assume. So again, that's handy, but he's not really a consistent and proven fantasy score. He has no track record as Callum talked about before with Tedesco. So uh, he's someone you probably don't touch either, unfortunately. One of my utilities from last year, very reliable. And then I had to trade him. I think he got an injury or they were playing him off the bench. I'm not sure. Nat Butcher, Cal, what's the story with Nat Butcher going into the season? Mate, he was, uh, as you said, one of the the best of the Roosters last year in terms of fantasy, probably their most consistent player on the field um, when he was out there. So he's priced accordingly there. He's break-evens at 54, which is the price of 741K. Um, he still has the dual of middle on edge, which is quite nice for our teams. Um, he looks set at the moment. There's been talks about whether he will start on the edge or if he'll be you know, in the middle rotation. Um, if we look at where he was last week for their um team list for the first preseason um challenge trials then he'll be starting on that uh edge again um which would be good he isn't the worst option to have in your team but i definitely wouldn't be starting with him i just think there's other players you you want to go to the, the top price guns or you want to go below nat butcher for those who have a bit more value to start off with and then maybe look at nat as the season progresses as he's got that jewel and he'll pretty he'll be very valuable for our side. So just one to watch throughout the season and probably pick up as it progresses. Uh someone who's made his way back into the Roosters, um, and he looked pretty good in the preseason challenge week one. Sam Walker Cow, old Ippy Grammar boy. Um 
Where do you see him, though, starting in our fantasy teams? Do you think another Roosters player who we need to kind of back away from until we see how he goes or something oh, completely? Maybe, mate. You could always do the um, what, what another podcaster likes to do out there and always pick Sam Walker for their round one team, but I don't think he's doing that this year. Um, but, yeah, shout out to TK there. Um, no, Sammy Walker, I don't know. I... For me, I, I see him improving a little bit. Like his break even is at 50 and his price is 685K, but he could be an, an alternative if you don't want to go a Fogarty and hope that he's going to do okay. But I just don't know if he's going to be goal kicking. I didn't see on the weekend um, if he was actually goal kicking because I know Suwali'i was doing that at the end of last year. So if he's lost his goal kicking, then there's um, base stats that he's going to miss out on. Uh, but... I I see worse options, I suppose, than Sam Walker. I would go Fogarty personally over him. I just think Fogarty's got a bit more value to him. But Sam Walker, if you want to take a punt, mm. it's his, what, third year now in the NRL, I think, or two and a half years into it. So he should be right. He should be getting into his work. And who knows, he might be a, a better scorer for your team. But for me, I'd go Fogarty if you're looking to compare the two. They were swapping between him... And the other bloke you just mentioned um, with the goal kicking. Yeah. But he did miss a couple from the sideline, which I don't know if they might be pushing the other direction. Uh, okay. Cal, I'm going to need your assistance with this last name. And also just on him, you can have a chat about him if you want. Satili Tupanua. Uh, so he started on the edge last week um, on that left edge. We weren't sure who was going to pick it up, either C.O. Wong or Angus Crichton or Satili. Um, he's got first crack at it by the looks. Up, We're not sure if he's going to start there yet because obviously the Roosters have a trial this week, but their players aren't there. Um, but look, he wasn't too bad. When he starts on the edge, he has an average of 43 from 74 minutes across his career. Not bad with his break even at 30. Um, he started there twice last year, I believe. Uh, with scores of 21 from 61 minutes, not great, and 37 from 48 minutes, which is a little bit better. Um, he's got the duel as well, which is nice. Um, for me, I'm still considering whether I'm going to pick him up or not. I think Nick might have slotted him into his team this afternoon, maybe. I have. Oh, that was this morning, yeah. Morning? Yeah. Well, I just was looking, yeah, so that... Calm's right with his 43 average in his career starting second row, but one game he only played 12 minutes, so you take that out, it bumps it up by a whole point. Um, his maximum score is 75 in his career, so you know he he can push those higher scores. Um, usually, though, usually he relies on a bit of a try or, or some sort of attacking stat to get there, but I think a lot of edges do anyway. Uh, so he... He was a really good player for the Roosters in that 2022 season. Obviously, last year he was uh, injured at the start of the season, I believe, so um, didn't really get a go uh, and then came back later in season. He he is someone that I, I think you, you probably can take a bit of a punt on. With the middle and edge duel, he's just someone that could sit on your bench and be really handy for you. The, the concern is obviously Angus Crichton, who we talk, we've talked about, and Siwa Wong, which we're talking about next. So the good thing is they're playing in Vegas. We'll be able to check that out next Tuesday and see what the, the team list is looking like. But I think if he is starting second rower, I think it's uh, you should put him into your team, yeah. 
Are you concerned he might have minutes taken away if Wong or Crichton's on the bench? I so, am. I am. I am concerned there are minutes to be taken away, but as as you said there, well, I've taken so he's got an average of forty four and a half and seventy five minutes. So let's say he plays sixty five minutes, I still think he could push forty, and that's ten yeah. points. I think so. I, I I think it's someone you you can you can put in. Uh, but we'll reassess, I guess, next week. Yeah. Well, let's briefly touch on that player you kept mentioning, Wong Cow. Um, it, who are you favoring then? going into your fantasy team like if you had to choose between the two who would you go um well i'm gonna make it easier and say three and say i'd go angus Crichton. um but i don't think he's gonna get that go if it's between these two i I suppose it all depends on who gets the spot i can see them swapping throughout the year if we look at last year though i think egan butcher started on the edge we all i started with him my fantasy side terrible decision so yeah (laughs) But if we look at the pecking order, it was Satili Tupanua who was up next. Angus Crichton had a little bit of issues happening at the beginning of last season, so it wasn't available for selection. Wong wasn't even listed, so he was down the pecking order. Now that now their players are all fit, maybe that's the case. Maybe Wong is down the order. And they're just they just gave him a little bit of experience last year because they had no one else to choose from. Um so he might still be down that order. And if that's the case, then you won't be picking him up because I know last week, looking at their bench, it really wasn't much to go off because there was no kind of Watson and there was a few other players that were off there and Wong wasn't on there either. So we just don't know what the, the makeup's going to be at this point. But if we look at Wong, um, he averaged 40 from 62 minutes last year on the edge. He's got some upside and value if he starts. And I think there was a... Uh, I think it was a game against the Sharks last year in the final that he scored like a 70 or something. Um, but his minutes, I think, were increased because of uh, injury that was picked up to another player. So, um, And also he scored a couple of tries. So he has the p- potential to score well, but I'd probably go Satili if he's going to be in front of him. All right, two more players to briefly discuss. Cal uh, Spencer Lenu. Uh, people are keen on him. I'm not. They think he's going to have the starting role. Don't think so. I think he'll have the same role as what he did last year at Penrith and just been impact uh, forward off the bench. And if that's the case, do not go near him. And Nick, let's wrap it up with May. Yeah, I've just done some research on him here because Callum's chucked him in here, obviously, because Callum is interested here and I think he's got him in draft. So, uh, Callum, Callum's got some information on this boy. Well, I'll give you my two cents worth. So, he's only ever played three games over 40 minutes in his career. Uh, and he's a point a minute player. So, break even of what, 35, 36? So, if he gets 40 minutes, 40 points, okay, he might make you some money, but not enough. Uh, he's never started. For the Roosters, that prop. So what will have to happen is, if in my opinion, for me to be interested, is him starting prop. So he's on, comes off, then comes back on again. So I know he's going to get more than 40 minutes. Because if he gets gets 45 plus minutes, he's probably got 10 points of value there. Like he, he got, he's got an average of 50 in 49 minutes in those three games he's played over 40 minutes. So yeah. That's um, unbelievable if he can get starting prop roll. But Callum, your information, please. Mate, I've just gone off stats. Um, his PPM is at 1.08. Uh, 
Obviously, as you said, he needs that big role. Maybe he might get it because uh, Hargraves has come out saying that this is probably his last year. Maybe the Roosters look to put him on the bench as an impact player and look to the future. They've just signed Terra May for a couple of years. I know they've got Lenu as well, but and also potentially Egan Butcher. We don't know where all these players are going to fit in, but I think May will be there. Um, I just looked at the end of last season. He finished the season with scores of 59 from 39 minutes, 54 from 41 minutes, and 50 from... 36. Oh, I've also got another one, 48 from 51. Um, and then also I looked in the finals. He had scores of 56 from 54 minutes in week one of the finals. And then in the second week against the Storm, he scored 84 from 56 minutes. So he just wow. needs those minutes in a set role. And obviously Nick's already mentioned that. Um, and if he does, I think he could be a very, very good scorer. He's very risky, obviously, but if he's named... Next week to start, for some reason, I might even chuck him in my team and say, why not? He's definitely he's one he's one to watch, but it's it's a high risk play if you're going to do that. Might swap him with Josh Curran, eh? Well, yeah, maybe that might have been a a thing that I've looked at this afternoon. Lots to uh, kind of consider going into round one. Uh, of course, we do have a, a couple of weeks. If you do want to reach out, just make sure you do on social media. Boys, where do you see the Roosters finishing this year on the ladder? Cal, where do you reckon? I don't know. I had them top four not long ago, um, but I'm probably going to say fifth or sixth, probably more six, maybe. I don't know. So still in the eight? Yeah, I think that will be in the eight. We might give a predicted, um, what is it, 17 teams now. We might do a... Predicted uh, ladder next week for all of us, potentially. Sounds good. Nick, where do you reckon? Yeah, I think in the eight again. Uh, I think I've said another team is number six, so I can't put them at six. So maybe I'll put them at five. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Last team that we need to discuss before uh, going into preseason challenge week two is, uh, I don't think the saying goes here, saving best to last cow, your team, the cowgirls. Um, let's go to you, Cal, and let's talk about the uh, buy rounds that they've got going into the season. They've got the last buy round in the head uh, of every other team, so they've been looked after there. <laughs> um, they've got the round 16 buy, which is the second week of Origin. Then they've got round 19, which is the third week of the Origin buy rounds. And then they've got round 25, which I believe will be the prelim, the uh, game before the grand final, the big dance for most of the head-to-head -head leagues out there. So not ideal, that last one. Um, but if you're looking at head-to-head -head and you don't play those origin buy rounds, perfect. You'll have them all the way up until round 25 when you probably have to yeet them out of your team unless you've got some decent backup options. What did you think of their performance in the Week 1 preseason challenge, Cal? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, we held our own for the first little bit. We had our C-grade team playing against the A-grade team of the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, we towed them up for a little bit, maybe for two minutes. And then the Broncos ran over top of us, mm. as to be expected. Happened to my team as well, mate. Same same situation. All right. Uh, Helium Lukey. Nick, let's start off with you. Priced at 498k, break even at 36 is he going in our teams, yes or no? Uh, well, I did put him in uh, this morning, but then I am I was rethinking it 
and I don't know if I can justify having him. So the pros are obviously no buy until late, so you're getting every round out of him. Uh, I just don't think he is a consistent scorer, and he's a bit of, he's at an awkward price. I he hasn't proven himself to be like a a consistent scorer. Uh, I think a, a few people picked him up last year. I think, including Harrison Wilton, I believe, for a week or two. And yourself, Callum Wilton. Harry had him for one, um, then got rid of him. And then the next week, I think he pumped out that 80 or whatever it was. So yeah, he, so was, he, but he bought in a Bailey Simonson for Hillamuki last year, who was a decent cash cow that no one mentioned. So, but me, I just bought him in and he just did nothing for two weeks. So, well, he got, well, if you brought him in for, yeah, he only must have brought in, him in for one. So he, he he played round three, four off the bench, then started round five for a 56, which was promising. Then he was out until round 10, got 19 and 54 minutes. So you might have brought him in before that week. Then you must have yeeted him because the next week he got 84 with two tries. I got him after that week, I think. Oh, so you got him after that. Yeah, then he got 13 and 50 against the West Tigers. Is that when they got pumped by the West Tigers, by the way? Yeah, and then we pumped them back. Club record, I'm pretty sure. I think, yeah, so that game there, he made 22 tackles, missed eight. It's a bit oh. of an interesting game there from the Cowboys. Yeah, we didn't rock uh, up. But then he, the next week, he backed it up with a 60 with yeah. no tries against the Parramatta Eels. I'm pretty sure I got rid of him. Uh, so, and then Luciano came down. Yeah. So, you see, hey, it's a bit, a, bit, a bit of a mixed bag of all sorts there. No Luch. I think Luch is gone. Well, Luch is, Luch is gone, so that's good. That's good for Lukey. Uh they just have Kuli Kefu to compete against, potentially. Let me go with his career. Career start second row. So average of 40. He's got a couple of low-minute games there, so I'll take them out. Uh, let's go over 40 minutes. So average of 45 points. Uh, if he plays over 60, he's got the average is 55 a game. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a couple of games here. He played a 50, a 54 for a 19. So, yeah. I feel like he's obviously as young players on the he's going to improve. And if the Cowboys do play a little bit better this season, uh, I think he is a try scorer. He you know, he's someone that they can use on the edge to score tries. Their draw is relatively good, I would say, to start the year. So Dolphins, Newcastle Dragons, Broncos, Titans, Eels, Sharks, Penrith, Dolphins again, Titans again. Rabbits, Tigers. So, you know, it's not that bad. Not that bad. So I think there is potential to have him in your in your team. It, it'll probably depend on the Roosters situation, I think, a little bit for me. Uh, but I, I can accept if you want to put him in your team for me. All right. Again, maybe one of those players we just need to keep an eye on and a last-minute decision. Uh, Cal, let's go to your boy, Jason Talmalolo. Oh yeah, <laughs> what a bloke! No longer, no longer captain of the club, so maybe less minutes. I don't know what you take from that. Um, he's priced at four hundred and sixty-eight k, break even at thirty-four. He's just not the same player. He's not the same gun as he once was. Um, his last good year was in twenty twenty-one. He averaged forty-eight back then, if you can believe it. And then also, if you can believe this, in twenty twenty, he averaged sixty-one points from sixty-one minutes. Um, 
And that's when I actually had him in my fantasy side. He was like my go-to every year. And since then, he's just had a decline in minutes. Um, they've changed a few rules in fantasy with the tackle breaking. And he just doesn't get those big plays anymore. And unfortunately, he's just not fantasy relevant. So he's an avoid unless he gets big minutes. And that will probably only be the case if there's a lot of injuries within this Cowboys pack, which hopefully touch wood doesn't happen. Jeremiah Nanai, Cal, let's stick with you. Yeah, he was a great cash cow in 2022 um, for us all. I'm pretty sure all three of us would have had him uh, for a little bit in that season. Uh, he averaged 45 points that year. His break-evens at 40 uh, coming up to this year, priced at 549k. Uh, if the Cowboys can play better this season, then he might get more attacking opportunities and potentially higher scores. And who knows, he might offer some value, but where he's priced at currently, I would take Lukey over him. If Lukey starts, I'll probably take the Roosters um, edge forwards, Josh Curran, depending on what his role is going to be, Jamin Salmon, depending on what his role is going to be. There's a, a few edges this year that we can look at, and Nanai, unfortunately, just doesn't have that value, and he's probably too expensive at the moment. Um, but if he drops a little bit in price and the Cowboys go on a run, mm. he might be one to consider throughout the season as just a depth. Uh, Nick, Reese Rob, uh, yeah, Reese Robson. Um, do you think he could be a potential starting hooker in your fantasy team? Yes. Well, here's someone I have inserted into my team this morning. Inserted. Uh, inserted. Yeah, I, I got rid of Brandon Smith and inserted Reese Robson into the lineup. Uh, I do love a bit of a bit of Reese. Uh. I thought you were going to say inserting. <laughs> it's just this, like the look you give us, mate, when you say it. Yeah. Mate, uh, so what's his break in? 48, so 660K. Now, originally I was a bit against a bit against taking him just on the basis of the end of last season, but then I heard that he might have had a little bit of an injury coming out of the middle of the season or origin or something. Uh, obviously, yeah, had a bit of a poor end to the season. Looking back at the start of the season last year for the first 14 rounds, he was quite good. Uh, and then in 2022, uh, he had a season average of 55. So, and he also started off that season about the first five games. He only played about 60 minutes. So for five of those games in 2022, he only played 60 minutes. Then he, then he went to sort of 80-minute games after that. I think that's what he's going to be playing. He's going to be playing 80 minutes for the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, great jersey, Cal. Really good. Thanks, mate. Cowboys, uh, Cowboys jersey. No one cares about the Cowboys. They're coming ninth. That's what it says on the back of that shirt. Uh, <laughs> let me just have a look closer. That, that's his jersey from last year, mate. The narrative's here. Match worn. That's his jersey. Match worn. How, how, is it, how, how do you know if it's match worn? Match worn against the Waz last year. How do you know it's match worn? I have the uh, tick of approval right here. How did you get that? Uh, the bloke knows people. The bloke knows people. So oh. he's talking about himself. Yeah, the bloke. Paid, paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, continue. Uh, we're saying, yeah, Reese Robson, I've got him in my team because I think he's going to average 55 and that's pretty good. He's got about seven points of value as a hooker. Um, obviously, Harry Grant's probably number one hooker. Uh, I think there's a little bit of risk with Damian Cook, and they both, Grant and Cook, have buys. 
before Origin. So you're missing out on a game there. So you might as well go Reese Robson at the start of the season and uh, see how you go. That's what I'm going to do. That is a bit of a discount. Let me throw this curveball at you. Hmm. If you had to choose between these two, Reese Robson and Tanner Boyd. Tanner Boyd has a dual position and is 20K cheaper. Who do you go with, Cal? Reese Robson. <laughs> You're kidding, mate. Tanner Boyd was an absolute god these last couple of years. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, that was just a bit of a Titans joke for you. Thought I could do one as well this week. Potentially going to get one at the end of the potty. Inserted. All right, let's move on to Ruben Cotter. Callum. My boy. <laughs> Ruben. Mate, um, what's his ownership at now? Should be reasonably high. It's at 23.9. May as well round it up, make it 24. Um, his break even is 42, priced at 587k. Um, if we look back to last season, because why not? Coaches were choosing between him and Pat Carrigan. Uh, Cotter was priced in the mid 700s last year. And he's obviously, I said he's at 587k now. So he started prop, um, scored well last year for that. I think first game or around there, he's got a 60 from 67. Um, and then his minutes and points obviously dropped over that next month. He lost a lot of money as the season progressed, didn't play many minutes, I think, over the origin period. Um, the key for me, though, this year, he's the Cowboys captain. Obviously, he has that with. Uh, Tom Dearden, but I'm hoping he'll get more minutes. He is the forward that the Cowboys need on the field to be competitive. He just the, the team looks so much better with him there. Um, he has a big motor. We know that. We've seen what he has done in Origin. Um, so I think he just needs to get those minutes, um, and hopefully he can bounce back and just cut out a couple of his missed tackles as well. I think he had a few more missed tackles last year compared to the the previous. So if he can just cut some of them out and get rid of a few errors, then he should bounce back. And hopefully he scores in the 50s and then obviously makes us some money. That's the ideal situation here. But I think at his price, he's probably one that you can start with. Good to know. Uh, let's wrap up the Cowboys with Scotty Drinkwater, Nick. Yeah, this is interesting, actually. Just having a look here at his stats. He got brought down to earth at the start of last season by the Bronx in round two with a 10. Uh, that was good from Scotty Drink. I, was, I thought you'd bring out another jersey there, Cal, for a second. Number one, match worn or something again. No, nah, just fold this one up, putting it away. Yeah, right. Yeah, you won't be seeing that again this season. Detail, yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't burn it, mate, when they come, you know, miss the top eight again. Um, ah, mate. Scotty Drink. So, yeah, his first four rounds last year were absolutely atrocious. He had an average of like 25 in the first four games. Then he went on a pretty good run in the middle of the year when uh, I guess the Cowboys realized that they had to actually pull their finger out to start winning games and it wasn't going to happen for him. Did manage to score 101 in round 18, with two tries, that was against the West Tigers when they rolled him. So if I do take that one out, I do like to take out the outliers there. Um, he scored a 10 in round two, as I said. He scored a 12 in the last game against Penrith. 
The inconsistency worries me with him. Uh, he is someone who can go on a run, though. Or if he has some good matchups, uh, he can score well. So first, let's go first six games. Dolphins, as I said before, Dolphins, Newcastle, Dragons, Broncos, Titans, Eels. It's it's not bad. So, you know, I would be personally taking other wing fullbacks over him. There's a few that are a bit cheaper or a couple that are a bit more expensive that are, are a bit more consistent. Uh, but I don't mind Scott Drinkwater. He's a bit of a pod play. He's only 3% owned. No buy until round 16, as we've talked about. He could be someone that's a bit of a point of difference maybe for a head-to-head player if you're wanting to go down that avenue. Um, I think he's I think he's a good player, and he, he can average, again, what he's, what he's scoring at the moment. He's not going to make you any money. I don't I don't think so. That's the issue with me not having him. All right. Definitely another one that we need to keep an eye on. Cal, where are they finishing on the ladder? In the eight or below? So we're going to win the minor premiership this year. And we're also going to take out the uh the big one, the grand final. All right, mate. Nick, let's go to you for a more realistic answer. I will put them in at uh, they'll go eight, mate. They'll they'll sneak in. I was going to put them at seven, to be honest, but again, could be a very very uh, interesting season. Speaking of which, preseason challenge week two, the last um couple of trial games before NRL proper season, which is uh only a couple of weeks away till we're in Vegas to kick off round one. We've got a lot of games coming up starting on Friday, as I uh, mentioned earlier in the potty. And that Friday game at 5 p.m., Callum is the Rabbitohs and Roosters. While we're going through this, we're also going to mention relevant players. Are there any for the Rabbitohs and Roosters, though, Callum? None. All right. All the boys are on the plane. I believe the Rabbits are already in America, and Roosters are flying there today. I think they'll fly in there. So, yeah. Don't watch this game because it's pointless. Uh, next game on Friday night, we've got the Sharks taking on the Doggies. Uh, let's obviously start off with Nico Hines, Callum. Starting halfback, mate. Starting halfback. Um, pretty much watch what he does with uh, Tricky Trindle in the side. Simple as that. He's a gun. What are some of the other players we also need to keep an eye on in this game? Uh, Cameron McInnes, he's starting lock. Uh, just like last week, I believe he's still the captain of the team whilst Dale Finucane's out. Um, Bronson Cherry starting centre again, which is interesting, and so is Stephen Crichton. That means Blake Taft's at fullback still. Um, so we'll just have to watch to see how they go there. Um, Drew Hutchison, I put him in again starting halfback. He might be one as well to watch. He was pretty good last week. I'll see if he shares that role again with Matt Burton with the kick meters. That's going to be the key. Uh, Jamin Salmon, Ricky Stewart's favorite starting lock. Um, Geez, I tell you what, he was impressive last week and he's in my emergencies at the moment because if he can keep that starting lock and score, or if he even plays 40 minutes, he'll probably score close to 35 points and that's a lot of value for us. So, and he'll also pick up the the jewel if he's named there. He'll give you middle and edge. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Um, Sam Hughes, he's on the bench, but that's fine. Um, Josh Curran's on the bench, but 
They've got, who was it, Poe Farmasili or something starting. Yeah. I think Josh Curran, if he's, if they're going to start with Salmon next week, I think Josh Curran's too good to leave out of the side. I feel like he'll probably start front row. But he, we just have to see where he comes on, who he comes on for. Um, and then, yeah, change our teams accordingly. Not next week, but the following one, because there'll be a couple of team lists coming out for Vegas and then the the week after, the round zero and round one. Uh, let's move on to Saturday. We've got a game kicking off at 12.45, the Storm versus the Knights. Nick, uh, actually a lot of players that we need to keep an eye on. Yeah, mate, Ryan Pappenhausen at fullback. Uh, he looked good last week, so I think you can basically lock him into your fantasy team uh, already. Harry Grant is at hooker. Uh, he's someone to consider, as we talked about a little bit earlier. There's Tyron Wissart on the bench, but he's not going to play very much because he's not that good. So um, Harry Grant is fine to start with in your fancy team. Sean Bloor. Now, a lot of people were talking about Sean Bloor being an edge uh, option for us, and he still might be, but we've got a Kane Bradley in the 11 jersey for the Melbourne Storm, who is not even in the app yet, I don't believe. So that is interesting with Eli Katoa on the other side. Uh, so just keep an eye on that. See, Sean Bloor will come on, I assume. Can They they can all come on still in this week of trials, right? Yeah. Sean? Yeah. Unlimited subs or whatever they do. Uh, looking at the Knights, Kalen Ponga, he's uh, locked into my team at the moment. He's going to absolutely brain it this season. Uh, you heard it here first. KP, my boy. Now, actually, usually, though, when I get him, he gets knocked out. So just a disclaimer. <laughs> Do with that what you will. Do with that information what you will. Uh, Dylan Lucas, yeah, he looked good on the edge last week. Uh, he's about mid-500s, I believe. Uh, that is an interesting price point for him. So he's, yeah, look at him again this week if you're going for a pod play there. Adam Elliott, now, you know, Jamie Brown's got him in. So just... So do, so do you. Maybe. <laughs> please, please elaborate. Well, look at the bench that they've named this week. I just feel like, um, you know, they got Cogger, I think, from memory. They have one of the Sofidi boys. They have... Jack Hetherington. Jack Hetherington, um, notable Sinbinner. And also they have Kai Pierce-Paul, who's their next player um, that I've got listed there on the bench, who's going to be battling out with Dylan Lucas for that spot. Um, I just feel like Adam Elliott's probably going to play 60 minutes. Looking at that, if they go with that bench for round one. No, I don't think wrong. they go with that bench. Wait and see. It might not be Cogger, it might be someone else, but... I feel like Jaden Bradley's going to slot back in and Phoenix Cross one will take minute, middle minutes. Potentially, potentially. But, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Is that everyone um, or did I miss someone? Uh, Calum kind of um, mentioned... I said Kai Pierce Paul. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just battling it between, he might play maybe a little bit of middle and edge, but he probably take minutes. I'm assuming from Dylan Lucas, not Tyson Frizzell. Let's talk about uh, the next game on Saturday, two forty-five. Uh, the Waz taking on Thins Up. Uh, relevant players, Cal. Who do we need to keep an eye on? Roger Tulvasishik, starting center. He uh, was quite good last week. Went and see what he does. Uh, Sj obviously starting halfback. First game of the year for him. Um, want to see how he goes with Luke Metcalf and also just how he performs in general, really, because he had a great year last year. We just want to see if he can 
continue that. Um, Ali Atar, he's amongst the reserves. I mentioned him last week as a potential player that they might start at centre. They still might do that. We're not sure if he gets a starting spot. Uh, he was quite impressive last week, so I think you should pick him up at his price. Um, Herbie Farnworth, he was very impressive last week. He's starting centre, obviously, for the Dolphins. Uh, Hamasai Tabuai Fido starting fullback. He averages better at fullback than what he does when he plays at centre, so there might be some value there, so keep an eye on to see how he performs. Tom Flegler starting prop, still one of those blokes in the mid-500s or 500k price range that we're considering. Um, and then also Ewan Aiken, Ewan Aiken of old, starting on the edge. Unbelievable. Surely he's not. Surely what round one he's not. Well, if he is, I think he's a must in your centers. Just putting it out there. He is. Yep. Uh, Wayne, Wayne likes him. The third game on Saturday uh, at 4.55, we've got Manly taken on Brisbane Broncos. No relevant players to discuss there, so we'll move on to the final game on Saturday. Bronx Nation. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, let's see how they go in Vegas on and off the field. Uh, Saturday, five past seven, Dragons versus the Tigers. Nick, uh, we've got a handful of players that we need to definitely keep an eye on. I guess we keep an eye on Kyle Flanagan, mate. Um, mate, you're actually looking a bit like Kyle Flanagan at the moment, I think, there. A little bit of a like resemblance. A or an insult, Cal? What do you reckon? I'd take it as an insult. Yeah, right. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> <laughs> the backhand. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've put a I've put a thick line through Kyle Flanagan. Um, now I don't know whether to take this as an insult or compliment. <laughs> I thought you inserted him in your team. I have definitely not inserted Kyle Flanagan. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't I don't think you should have him in your team. But anyway, yeah. he was on negative two points in like. 20-something minutes last week, but anyway. Put a captaincy on him. Yeah. Uh, Asu Kapala, starting edge, Tigers. We don't know where John Bateman is. He's gone walkabout. Um, Abby Corusau, starting hooker. What's he's an interesting option, actually. He's he's interesting because he got a message today, shout out to Coops, uh, about him. And I looked him up. So obviously the round one buy is putting a lot of people off any Tigers players. But after that, they have like a decent buy schedule. I don't have any Tigers players up here. So um, they got like a, a major buy and then one way later in the season. Might be another major buy as well. So they're only missing that round one game. And he start, uh, ended the season really strong last year. And if he has that goal-kicking job, which he might, although the Tigers probably won't score many tries, but that's an extra maybe two points a week. He's going to play big min- minutes, I think. Uh, so, you know, it might be a bad option, yes, Cal? Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I agree with the goal kicking and everything. Uh, just looking at their buys, I just had a quick look. Round 13 and round 26 after, obviously, round one. So, if he gets big minutes, yeah. Alex Safarth as well, but uh, I don't I don't think he's an option. But I guess if John Bateman's not in the team in round one and Alex Safarth is starting lock, I guess you can make an argument to have him in your mids over some other options we have talked about. I feel like if Bateman's at lock, then you'd probably say the same with Asu Kapoor if he's going to be on the edge. You probably Because he's just listed as centre at the moment, so could be an interesting option. And then in terms of players who we definitely need to consider or um, kind of toss between for our teams, kicking off round one, uh, Sunday will be big and it's going to start off at 2pm with the Raiders versus the Cowboys. 
Cal, let's uh, go to you with this one. Yes, uh, James Schiller, starting centre, played there last week, scored quite well. I believe the man has the duel. Let me just double check. Yeah, I think he does. Yep, so that's just a bonus right there. Um, just wait to see if he gets it come round one, that spot. Uh, K.O. Week starting 5-8. Watch him again. Daniel Levi's now starting hooker. I don't like the option, but see how he goes. Um, Chevy Stewart, he's amongst the reserves. I think he played himself out of the team following from last week. Unfortunately, I think that they'll probably... Who have they got this week? I think they've got Hopawate starting there. And then I believe once Seb Chris becomes available, I think they might just throw him straight back in because mm. I he didn't look comfortable. Like he, he's a good player, but just think that they're probably going to be better with someone that's a little bit more experienced with all these younger players coming in, especially as part of their spine as well. So uh, that's it. That's all I've got for the Raiders. Uh, Scotty Drinkwater starting fullback. Obviously, we've spoken about all these players. Um, this body valve home starting center. Reese Robson starting hooker. Helen Lukey starting on the edge. And Ruben Cotter starting lock. Just see how they all go. Um, I'm keen to watch the Cowboys, the actual Cowboys run out this week. See what happens. Once again, my team wrapping up uh, the preseason challenge, this time for week two, and it's against the Eels. That's going to be on Sunday at 4 p.m. At the North Ipswich Reserve. Mm. I know. I'm going to be in Perth. I'm, I'm going to miss it, oh, lads. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, Nick, let's go to you. Eels and Titans. Yeah, mate. Uh, obviously, with Jane Campbell out, they've got Keanu Kinney at fullback. Cheap option to plug into your wing fullbacks maybe for a few weeks, although Titans do have the round two buy. So interesting decisions to be made there. I've currently got him in my team. I swapped him with Chevy Stewart uh, this afternoon quickly. So that's just something to keep in mind. Uh, Keenan Palacia is starting front row. Uh, not sure if he will get that job round one, but it's looking quite promising for him. Uh They've got uh, Tino, obviously, at lock and Mofo and the other prop position. Uh, got a few forwards on that bench there that could take his role. Aaron Clark, obviously, being one, um, he's on the bench. Um, so David Fafita also being out means Jacob Alec is starting edge, and he is quite cheap and has put up some decent scores before. So just keep an eye on him, see how he goes this week. Obviously, Tino, Gunn. In the mids, could be someone you want to pick up early, although that round two buy is a bit awkward. You don't want too many Titans to start the season. Cleese Haas on the bench, I uh, don't think he's relevant. Uh, and for the Eels, we've got Will Penasini, who I have had in my team. Um, I don't have him currently. I just took him out, but uh, he's someone to keep an eye on. I think he's a really good scorer. Bailey Simonson as well is someone to keep an eye on uh, in the other center. He's just a very busy player. Uh, gets through a lot of work, tackle breaks, uh, can go for a try. So he's a little bit cheaper than Will Penasini. Could be a decent centre option. He's got the wing fullback duel as well, so that's good. Sean Russell on the wing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think you should start with him. There's other wing fullback options we've got. Joey Lussick starting at hooker with Brendan Hands on the bench. This is an interesting from uh, Parramatta Eels. Brad Arthur said he wants a 80-minute hooker but yet he's got two hookers in his team. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. It might just be a case of half-half this week, and whoever plays better might get the spot next week. Who knows? 
Uh, I still have Joey Lusick in the team, in my team, obviously because he's more expensive than Brendan Hand. So if worst comes worse, I'll just switch him over. Uh, however, if they're both playing in round one, I would probably avoid both of them. Uh, not enough value there. So uh, Sean Lane, he's in my team actually still. Um, he's one of the surviving Eels players in my team. Uh, will be good to see him back out in the park. He was a gun back in... Uh, 2022, I think it was, or even before that as well, probably 2021. Just a great player in the edge, can score a try, gets through work, running off Dylan Brown and uh, well, Mitch Moses swinging as well. So really good attacking players for him. And last but not least, Jermaine Hopgood starting a lot. Looking at big minutes again this year, I think if there is a two-hooker system going there, he's going to have a lot of minutes to play. So let's see how many minutes he plays this week. Let's see what role he has. If he's just staying in the middle all game and playing 60 to 70 minutes, he could be someone to lock into your team if you if you want to. There you have it. Uh, week two of the preseason challenge. Again, lots and lots of decisions to be made before round one of the NRL uh, round one season. So round one. Yep. Uh, look, if you do have any questions, jump on social media, ask us three blokes NRL fantasy podcast on Facebook and also three blokes NRL fantasy on Instagram. Uh, it's shaping up to be a really, really good looking fantasy season and lots of headaches to be had. Uh, how we like to wrap up the podcast is Nick finishing with whatever he wants to finish off with. Good one to take into the week as well for all of our listeners, Nicholas. Mate, I'm just going off the off the top of my head tonight here. Uh, what sound does a witch's car make, Riley? A witch's car? Yeah, what sound does a witch's car make? Don't they usually travel on brooms, though? Broom, broom. <laughs> <laughs>